0: Hello my soul-seeking friends, it's Shanna, thanks so much for listening to Sense of Soul Podcast. Did you know that as a member of Sense of Soul Patreon, you get ad-free episodes? You will also be able to join me in our monthly live circles, listen to my mini-series and much more. And you will also be helping support this podcast so that I can continue to bring you inspiring episodes twice a week with amazing guests from around the world. You can also show me some love and rate, review, and subscribe from wherever you're listening. Now go grab your coffee. Open your mind, heart, and soul. It's time to awaken. Today we have with us the beautiful soul, Scarlet Raven. You may remember her as she's been on Sense of Soul before. Scarlet is an international best-selling author, an alchemist, and teacher dedicated to divinity. She is also the CEO and founder of White Fox Medicinals, which has been serving high vibratory organic medicinal products from herbs, CBD, cannabis, to psilocybin. Scarlett has such a powerful voice, and I'm so excited to have her back on. She allows her higher wisdom to come through for all, and she's joining us to tell us all about her new online comprehensive eight-week course called Curandera Eyes which will help her students develop compassion, strengthening their healing gifts, and training your mind to see as a healer sees. And Scarlett is joining us from her ranch in Nebraska called Star Walker Ranch, which I can't wait to hear about that as well. And so it's such a pleasure to have Scarlett back on with me again. Hey there. Hey. (laughs) How you been? I've been good. How are you? Last time we talked to you, you were just moving.
1: Yeah. From Colorado. So I'm settled in New Mexico and I love it. I love my ranch. It's a little further from my parents than I wanted. So I'm actually gonna sell this place in the spring and try and buy a horse ranch. I want to be like an hour, an hour and a half from them because since I've moved here, they've had some major medical stuff go on. And mm. and I, because I have all the horses and animals, I can't just like take yeah. off and spend the day with them. So it mm. kind of became this challenge that I didn't really think about before I moved. And when I bought this place, Colorado ranch prices were like through the roof and I couldn't even afford yeah. anything. Right Now the market oh. is like totally flooded <laughs> And everything's affordable again. So
0: are you thinking about coming back here? Yeah, yeah. So cool. Well, I mean, I'm sorry that you're having to go back and forth and you've been shuffled around from different states with all of your animals.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's okay. I learned a lot. Yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad I came here. I have wanted to live in New Mexico my whole life. And so had yes. I not done this, it would have stayed like that itch. You
0: know, Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And I scratch the itch, and I'm like, "That's cool." And now it's family time, and you know, right? It's just they're. I'm. I'm realizing the era that they're in, and I don't want to yeah. get more settled further away. I'd rather just take care of it now and get and, yeah. and get closer now than get get my roots any deeper out here. Right. Yeah. Because I know like, it's hard, I feel you. You know. Oh
0: yeah, for sure. I'm totally dealing with my mom she just lives up the street now
1: good lord
0: <laughs> but she's actually going to be here at 11:30 to walk my dogs so i'll probably have to mute for a second because my dogs will bark like crazy they love her so much but yeah cuz she's the only one that really takes them on a good walk our my kind of walk is like to the mailbox and back and her walk is like a yeah, real walk <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> so my dogs like they're like so excited
1: Yeah. So what do you have going on now? Yeah. So, I mean, I used to do a lot of YouTube talking, you know, just to share awareness stuff and help people evolve. And then since I got out to the land out here, I didn't want to say anything to anybody. And I think it's Mm -hmm. because I was evolving so quickly. I didn't have my bearings. But I just reached this place that I've never really been at before in my life. And I wanted to share it with people. And so I was getting a flatbed full of wood for my fireplace. And I was driving back home and I just had this idea of this online school where I could take, because I've been studying for like 20 years
0: and Mm -hmm. I've done
1: every certification <laughs> I, can share, I can consolidate everything in an we can intensive and anyone that was curious about becoming a healer themselves or like how to experience joy in the middle of suffering, all of that's available to us. Mm. And then I got to this place in my own evolution where it's like all of a sudden my life turned into this joyous existence naturally where I'm not having to try or heal anything. And I get to experience life living in harmony with animals. I move really slowly. I think my environment is conducive for joy. Like it's, it's easy to be peaceful when you live on this much land, only surrounded by animals. And like my job is I work with plants and I send out plant medicine to people. So my job's super mellow, but I just reached this place that I've never really been at before in my life. That's
0: kind of happened to me over the past year. And of course, I don't live on land and with animals. Well, I love animals. But something happened over the past year with me. Like, well, I started doing the Rasha, like that frequency machine. Honest to God, like that frequency, because it's like scalar energy, right? There's like this field that created around me. I realized that there's stuff outside of it. But yet it's so far, I can't see. Right. But like in this, like, I feel like I'm on like a ranch in Nebraska, or yeah, it's very interesting. But within this space is a balance that's not conscious either. And my vibration is really good. I'm very present. And I've been very creative. Yeah, and receiving a lot of things having a lot of aha moments.
1: Yeah. Wow. I, wow. That's so cool. Thanks for sharing that with me. I didn't even know that that was you should out check there. It out. Yeah. I
0: I'll send you. Cause it's like,
1: it's free. Oh, <laughs> that is so awesome to hear. Truly. I'm just, that's awesome.
0: So, you know, so I think that no matter where you go, you can find that peace. You oh, know? Yeah. If you can find that calm in the storm.
1: A hundred percent girlfriend. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, it's everything that all of us are given is perfectly for our own little jam, you know?
0: It's so funny because the way you were describing it, and like, that's how I would describe.
1: That is so awesome to hear. And I love hearing that it's happening in cities. For me, I have gifts with animals and horses that that's being strengthened in this environment. Whereas like other people's specific God-given gifts aren't necessarily geared towards horses and ranching and you know, that whole type of a thing. So I think Everyone's probably going to be given their own little specific scenario that's perfect for them. That's going to enhance their own little gifts in their own little way. Oh,
0: yeah, you're so right. So do you think that it's this time?
1: Yeah, I do. I think it's especially after hearing your testimony and like the testimony of my friends and what's going on with them right now. Everyone is feeling a levity in relationship to 2023 and like something really greatly did change over the course of these past couple years a bunch of shit got kicked up and now the dust is settling and i think those of us that showed up and faced the shit we're feeling the levity now and we're you know we're we're kind of reaping the benefits of putting the work in um and and now to me it's like it doesn't feel like we're in the phase of there's work anymore it's it's mm. like phase of just being and enjoying and where my, my existence was so focused on healing and fixing and altering and learning and absorbing. And all of that doesn't even resonate anymore. Now it's just, how can I share with others how I got here? Cause where I am is fantastic. And if I can shorten people's time of reaching this place of, of wellness, then I want to do that. So that was the whole point of developing the course was like, let me take 20 years of traveling the world and studying with everyone I could meet and consolidate it into this eight, eight week course where you can take over, over your own timeline, you know? So watch a video a night or watch one video a week, whatever you want
0: and oh, slowly nice. upgrade yourself. That, so it's like do it at your own pace, kind of mm-hmm. self-guided. And, you know, I feel like that's what I did the same. It's like, after I've, you know, been a student to all of, like, amazing guests like you, I like, you know, I feel like I've gone through college. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's never <ending> <laughs> yeah. It's never-ending, too. And, yeah, it's been the same, you know, just that experience. But, you know, another thing that I've discovered over the past year in working with that Rasher machine and studying the Gnostic Gospels is that, all of these teachings that have come to us that we're creating are all ancient mystery school teachings. Yeah. Yeah. Like all of these old, ancient, all this heresy, right? All, these, <laughs> <laughs> all the things that the people were killed for in those first centuries. Maybe we're just remembering, right? Maybe we're, we've are we evolved into this life, me and you, Scarlett, and all the other people who are trying you know, to help people find their light within maybe we're just finally tapping into that memory of, you know, that time.
1: And it's also, it's, it's really simple. I mean, like Christ consciousness is that consciousness of pure love right? mm-hmm. and pure kindness and pure compassion and thinking of, involving myself with God and then only acting in that way, only sharing love and sharing compassion and sharing kindness is basically the end game. And it, and mm-hmm. when, you, when you look at it like that, it's just this really simple little snapshot of someone being in the truth of love with themselves and everyone else. It's just how do you authentically do that emotionally if you're filled with trauma? And I think that that's when you graduate college. It's like, when you do enough healing for an extended period of time and you raise your awareness to understand the big picture, you get to this place of emotional purity. And then it's like the most simple thing in the world. Just be nice to people. Just love them like they're part of your own body because they are. And once that unity is is remembered, like you said, it's just a remembrance Then we have all simultaneously birthed heaven on earth. We're not living in a state of forgiveness because there's nothing to forgive anymore. And we're not living Mm. in healing anything because there's nothing to heal anymore. So I think people like you and I, and I'm sure many others listening to this podcast are feeling this place of... And it's not finality in the sense that we're done growing, because if we're in a human body, we have a bunch of stuff to still work on, but we work on it with like a capsule of ease and grace. So it doesn't feel like work. It's just like some magnetic energy is pulling me through my own experience and I'm just observing it and becoming amused by it. And I'm no longer spending any energy to course correct or to fight or resist or like, Mm -hmm. I'm so saturated with being okay with the mystery of my life Mm -hmm. that I'm okay with being an observer of it. And then this spirit of the great spirit can move through me and be like, let me show you how epic your life can be. Now that you've let go and you've allowed me to come in and reframe everything. So it's honest. Now all you get to feel is that honest truth, which is love. Mm -hmm. All we are is love. So it seems simple once you get to the place, but I would say the past 20 years didn't feel simple or easy or
0: because of know. that resistance. Cause I love how you said that, you know, you stopped resisting, mm-hmm. you know, cause I think that just looking outside of us, you know, we're just taught that, you know, it's like, it's not there like, yeah. you know, like all day outside of you, all your whole entire life, which I think a lot of people do. And it's just, the happiness is not there. The love is not there. You yeah. can't feel it outside of you. You can only feel it in you. And, you know, I think another beautiful thing that happens is that once you find that peace within, you want peace without, you know, outside of you as well. So you find it within and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, my gosh, I care about this tree. You yeah. know, I care about this this earth, this home that I'm living on. I care about my neighbors, right? Even though they're dicks, actually, but I, I still <laughs> care about them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just being honest.
1: Okay. I mean that's, uh, really yeah, that's naughty nice.
0: neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I would care about them if they needed me, but they're just naughty. But okay. yeah, you know, everything that you heal within yourself, you want to have that reflect in the world. Yeah. That you're looking at. You know what I mean? Yeah. You want to see, you know, this earth cleaning up, you know, and being respected. You want to see people, you know, being treated fairly. Yeah. Unity. You know. But you have to find that within. You have to feel that way about yourself. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Totally. Yeah. And there's a there's a whole week in the course where I'm basically talking about like a cudendera is a medicine person, someone that walks Mm -hmm. through the earth and they're gathering medicine for themselves and others as they walk. So Mm -hmm. you have to train yourself to see the medicine in every situation where you're not really Mm -hmm. doing your job. And then I feel like when I'm witnessing the world, there's an opportunity to remember values Mm -hmm. and what values are and how important they are. And starting with the baseline value of life is the greatest gift from above that we could have. That's the baseline. Like if people can remember that baseline and then operate from that place, there's not going to be any more bitching or moaning or complaining because they're going to be so happy that they just get to have a life and they just get to have an experience back to that, like remembrance baseline of that. And then reminding people of what values are Mm -hmm. integrity is important. Honesty Mm -hmm. is important. Like compassion, kindness, all of these things. Mm -hmm. And let's start talking about these things again, because it's apparent in a large portion of our culture has forgotten these baseline moments that give you an opportunity to be happy. It's not about just kind of going your own way and doing your own thing. You're never going to feel that sense of eternal peace, but Mm -hmm. when you start cultivating yourself to be a part of the whole again, and you enter into that unity, you can only do it if you have respectful ways of being Okay,
0: so walk walk me through that because like it really what you said about seeing the medicine throughout you know throughout your journey and walking even like even daily.
1: Um, And It is moment to moment, and I don't think it's it's humanly possible for a human to do it on their own. But give me an
0: example, like like give me an example how you might see. Okay, here's an example
1: I just went through that was really challenging. So. Uh, When I moved up here, I didn't know anybody. The population of my town is 160, and I was blessed to find a truck at the post office that had a sticky magnet on the side that said handyman. And I was like, oh my gosh, best blessing ever. I I had so much things that I needed help with, and I wasn't a rancher yet. Like, no one had taught me how to use tools, so this dude shows up and... He's not just a, a guy coming for money. He wants to teach me my own handywoman independence. So he's like doing jobs for me while simultaneously showing me what tools to buy so I can then do it myself after he leaves. And he's yeah. we become fast friends for my company, White Fox Medicine. He builds me this 1900s style medicine wagon trailer that I tow behind my truck and I side vend out my herbals. So we, we ended up being together for about five months intensive, building this totally dreamed up vision trailer. Right. And this guy healed so many parts of me because he was so devoted to my own self-improvement. We, we, you know, we were like family. Meanwhile he's got a lot of health issues. He's in his late seventies and he's always in a lot of pain. So it's also really hard for me to work with him. Cause I'm like, it's hard to watch an old guy struggle and always be in pain. Like you don't want that for him. I found out about 10 days ago that he just died and it happened. Oh my- like I chatted with him probably, we didn't have any more jobs together, but because we were friends, we were chatting three times a month. And so I called him just to chat and his wife picked up and was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I have to be the one to tell you this, but he had passed. And so I'm sharing this because there's obviously an entire string of beautiful memories between Dave and I that are blessings beyond blessings to have those types of moments with someone where both people mutually care about each other and love each other and want to help each other. And I can no longer, connect with him on the physical plane. So I I had a shock, like a complete emotional shock. And then I felt numb for a day. And then the next day I had a lot of grief and inside my grief was this sweetness that I had something to grieve. And, and what happened when it came up was like, I was like, yeah, I'm feeling a lot of sadness, but it's, It's tethered to this infinite joy that I get, I got to have these moments with this person. Like I kind of felt the sensation that I had won the lotto. And to say that when I found out someone died was that my mind had been so fixated on finding treasures at this point. And I'm talking years of mind training I've put into my own existence. So my mind immediately captured that joy of I'm blessed. I got to have this time. Not everyone got to spend that time with Dave you he know sounds
0: like an angel oh he
1: was he was an angel yeah. that god put in my path right. to, yeah. to make me the rancher He's that an I angel. wanted to be oh, my and god, then he I'm gave so me sorry. a store, so i would always be financially independent i mean this guy was like and now and th- and then i i i did a cathartic i wrote a letter to his wife that was like a deep sharing of the impact dave really did have on me because i don't know the extent to what she knew and once I sent that letter off, my emotional state was back to a no more grief. Like I, I feel like what happened was mm-hmm. I went through something in a healthy, present manner. You, you I honored attached, your grief. Yeah. I didn't attach to the grief and I didn't make yeah. stories about it. And I didn't go into two weeks of not eating and like having a whole catastrophe happen from a life event that's natural. So it's about giving yourself this mind training technique so that your auto response is you find the treasure. And while everyone else is bitching and moaning and suffering over their delusion of their own pain, you're able to say, you guys are missing it. Like, this is a gift from God. Come here, come look at it. And so that the course is really about reminding people of like, you can walk through the world with this constant remembrance activated.
0: That was such a good story. It's heartbreaking, but what a blessing he was to you. So even though it's sad that he left, but God, you just you find this appreciation, gratefulness that he was in your life for the short amount of time he was.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's and if you great. think about it from like great spirits perspective, which is how mm-hmm. medicine people see the world is great spirit took that person back and, and the great spirit created that person. So why are mm-hmm. we going to sit here? Like we know better.
0: You're so right.
1: <laughs> it's kind of like if
0: I was to lend my son to the neighbor for a while and let him go and like shovel and do some work. And then he returned to me. Yeah. they may yeah. have liked him. <laughs> well, <exactly. laughs> so maybe they would have sent him back, but you know what? Also Scarlett, I love that you were talking about honoring your grief because this is something that came up with me and actually a girl that I just had on Ellen who she was talking about her medicine journey because there's so many different awakenings. You know, you and I had one this year. We're mm-hmm. always you know, evolving and leveling up and this grief process that actually kind of happens with the person you were a little bit. Yeah. Like you almost have to grieve who you were and honor that too. You don't want to get stuck on, oh God, it was so stupid for so long.
1: Yeah. <laughs> or, you know,
0: or, why did I stay with that guy for so long? Or, you know what I mean? Yeah. You You can't like hold on to the mistakes. You have to look at them like medicine or like, you know, mm-hmm. these blessings. And so, and I think that that's something that I wish that someone would have told me at the beginning that, that there is this grief that happens as you begin to shed the layers yeah of those conditions.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And it and it is it's excruciating. I've had like an ego death before, but I had a spiritual ego death that was excruciating really? emotional pain for like three weeks. And it, it was just about a little probably a year ago now when I started doing the Course in Miracles, which is like a year long course. The whole premise of the book is about surrendering to the higher power, surrendering back to God and allowing that to be the power that you move through the world with. But up until that point, I had all of these preconceived notions of God and that it was attached to organized religion. And I abhorred all of that, all of that subject So due to lack of maturity and wisdom, I threw the baby out with the bathwater. And then I thought, this is my world. This is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to create everything for myself. So when I started reading this book, it was like, no, you didn't create yourself. And so my spiritual ego was like, oh, that was like a stab to the heart. And then it was like, and you didn't, everything that you've accomplished and gotten and received in your life came from God, which was another stab to my spiritual ego. So I had, I knew that I wanted to do this book, this course, and I allowed myself to remember that these triggers are points that I need to love and absolve inside of myself. So as soon as I surrendered to all of that pain of resistance, my spiritual ego was massive. The death was painful. So it died. Mm -hmm. And then I was this newborn innocent being that was able to allow these higher powers back into my life. And that's when I felt eternal joy for the first time. Whereas before, when I was in this whole esoteric realm of, you know, hearing spirits and doing channeling, which I still do, but I never felt a stable sense of peace. It was like, I'd had moments of peace but then I'd have something else to heal that would come back up. Or I'd have, you know, moments of feeling really focused and creative, but then I would go through like two dead months. Now I am, I'm embodied in what I was striving for. And it's just not happening because of anything I'm doing. I'm just getting out of the way finally and letting these higher powers come through me. And up until like this point of awareness, I was calling God the universe. Mm -hmm. And to me now, God created the universe. So I wasn't even really resonating with the highest of high energies that I could. And when I say the word God or great spirit, that feels like I'm connecting to what created everything. Mm -hmm. And that's just specific to me. I would never push that on anyone. And I don't think Christianity is bad or good. I think that there's aspects inside of Christianity that are stellar and are incredible teachings and then just because humans are flawed a lot of it's been distorted and so people can't connect with the beauty of it because they're still saturated with the pain of what it's done to people and the pain of what it's done to people is vast i mean it's it's not without reason that people are fearful of churches you know and then and so that got me into studying jesus because jesus himself didn't want churches he didn't everything that was built around his teachings He did not want to happen. So here you have these groups of people saying that they know everything, therefore they have the right to judge everybody. And why Jesus broke free of Judaism, basically Christianity then got all messed up. So I study Jesus independently, you know, like outside of the church. And I study saints outside of the realm of the churches. And then I feel like I'm able to be wise about gathering good information and not excluding because the faith inside of Christianity is a teaching that is, it's exquisite.
0: Have you studied Jesus's teachings in the Gnostic Gospels?
1: No. When you said that, I was like, I don't know about that. I studied his teachings a lot through the Aquarian Gospel of Jesus Christ. But I would love to read what oh my you have.
0: These were all hidden for a reason. You know what I mean? But they actually are more authentic than, you know, what we have in the Bible. Because they've not been touched by hierarchy, Right but they, these books are from his apostles, not just Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, right? There's also Mary Magdalene's gospel. There's Thomas, James, you know, John. I mean, there's tons of them. Yeah. And, you know, they still speak of this similar stories, you know, of the New Testament. However, there's so much more. And Jesus was a fucking Buddha. I yeah. mean, he was a Zen master. He yeah. taught in allegorical stories. He was so wise. Yeah. And I've never met this Jesus before. And I'm reading it. And I'm like, Oh my God, yeah, we should have known about this guy. The whole <laughs> time. And Mary Magdalene was his sidekick, man. You yeah. know, not saying that they were married or whatever, but he respected her. I mean, think about it. She literally, he didn't go to freaking Peter. He didn't go to his mother or any of them. He went to her, Yeah, you know, when he resurrected. She was fucking important. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) She needs to be honored. And I think that with the divine feminine rising right now, you know, she is like her voice is being heard. You know, you can read her gospel. It's amazing. You know, and then you just look at me and you right now. We're able to speak openly about how we feel. And, you know, like neither one of us are trying to say that our versions are correct, you know, per se. But I mean, we have the freedom to do that. I really feel like since you're learning about Jesus, I feel like you'll really get to know Jesus. In those.
1: Yeah. I'm into it. I'm definitely going to read that book that you're sharing. I'm super into yeah. it.
0: I'll send you some stuff. I'll okay. send you some stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Jesus was a badass. He's definitely one of the yes. main people that I look up to and want to live by. And I named the course Curandera because a medicine person, that has native connections, it's like, okay, for them to use the word God and it's accepted and in more in the Latin cultures and the native cultures. And then where I came from doing my medicine work, if I were to have said the word of God in my medicine work in Northern California, everyone would have ostracized me and no one would have talked to me and I would have been canceled. And Mm -hmm. so there's like, when I first started surrendering to God, there was that whole piece of me that was like, yeah, there's going to be a whole chunk of people that won't be able to hear me anymore because I am embracing this next level of how I see the world because the word God triggers the out of people still. Because I haven't grieved yet. They haven't grieved the pain and the lies that was done through humans, not God, but through humans, lack of wisdom around God. So I've been there too. Same. Yeah. So I, yeah. I, and I have two, I know exactly what they're feeling. I came from the place that they're feeling. Yeah. So there's that, you know, that whole piece of it, which just goes to show you you're going in the right direction. Like the further and further you leave mainstream society. So for me, then, then what happened was I was super into God and I was super into learning all this stuff, but then the Christian community and the whole church community thought I was a witch because I dealt with plant. Oh, so then I got to this place where I was like, this is the most judgmental ping pong game I've felt in a long time. And
0: mm-hmm. when I started
1: studying about curanderas, I actually started having all of these like past life awakening dreams where all of these new skills were coming back into my consciousness. And it was this merging of my totality that made sense to me that I, find I was like I resonate with God I resonate with angels. I resonate with teachings from the Bible, not all of them, but like you said, we have to be wise about what we're actually intaking. And then I also believe plant medicine, plant journeys, utilizing things from the earth. And it's because God made them. They're not adulterated by humans.
0: Did you know, because I didn't know this, but what I had on like a year and a half ago or so, Rabbi Harry Rosenberg, and he shared with us, that, like in the Old Testament, when they were actually telling their stories, a lot of them were hallucinations.
1: I didn't know that.
0: I didn't either. I was tripping. I was like, wait, are you telling me that the Bible is like a bunch of hallucinations? He's like, well, yeah. And I was right. like, what? And he's like, Well, he's like, and a lot of them aren't to be taken literally. They're allegorical stories, which is exactly what are said to be in the Gnostic gospels. They weren't to be taken literally. So basically they would go into, so like if you were going to be like um, a rabbi, if you were a rabbi, you would take from the tree. Wow. Which when you, and you would go into a cave by yourself, it would just smoke in there, you know, and you would sit there and like pray. Yeah. To God, And then this Akasha is a hallucinogen and you couldn't yeah. leave the freaking cave until the smoke was gone. <laughs> and then you came out and you wrote that you had this amazing experience and you saw aliens and, and or angels, <laughs> you know, which are the same. And, you know, you
1: had all these experiences. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, like, is, wow. 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 Right? Yeah. But how much sense does it make? I mean, that's just rational sense to me. If we have these plant medicines that literally expand our conscious awareness of understanding and getting close to God, how could it not be a part of the whole, right? I mean, for- So
0: they've always done this.
1: (laughs) They've always done it. always done this. So you're right. Because at the beginning of this, you were like, we're basically just circling back to like 10,000 years ago or 2000, whatever, but we are, we're doing a massive circle back. And it's like, people think that with the whole guise of technology, they're allowed to market this belief that we're evolving. However, technology is devolving humanity and everyone that's super saturated in it is losing their minds and their stability And are, are, are getting away from technology and going back to the roots of nature are the ones that are like, evolving actually evolving you know yeah
0: because the emf i mean all these things i think have been designed to absolutely keep us small and, and brain bed, yeah. basically but yeah. can you imagine i mean they always they, you know especially at church i mean i don't know if these these people know this but, i mean the rabbi knew this they were totally going on ceremony journeys yeah. with plant medicine you know and jesus was jewish as well so he was probably doing it too
1: yeah the church communities that I know around me like if they even find out you smoke pot, they won't ever talk to you again. You know well, you like,
0: live in a town that's 160 people
1: <laughs> Just saying I just saying no yeah. people out there governmental programming and then they're just the parrot to it like no pot's bad, pot's bad. it's like why? what independent research have you done to come to that conclusion? I read it in the paper in 1958. It's like, okay. come on, humanity, we can do better. We can consciously upgrade ourselves and drop this external programming. And what I did for New Year's Eve was, do you know the the series called The Chosen? I've heard about it. I find it to be completely <laughs> epic and awesome. Okay. okay. They, they portray Jesus the way that I see Jesus. I don't take it. I'm like, Oh, it has to exactly align with the Bible and this and that. I don't care about that shit. I'm just like, it's entertainment. And they're portraying Jesus in a, in the way that I see him, or save him. personally. Mm-hmm. So I like it. So a years Eve, I ate like a medicinal dose of my psilocybin chocolate that I made. And then I watched one episode. And, mm-hmm. and then after I watched the episode, I had my own little kind of ceremony about what I wanted the next year and five years to look like. And I did my own thing with the fire, but while I was watching this show on medicine, the amount of understanding and depth into the metaphors of what was being shared through the storyline, I understood. Whereas previous to that, if I wasn't watching it on mushrooms, it was an entertaining show, but all of a sudden, I was like this Bible master, and I was like, I understand the depth of what they're saying, and and every line, Jesus isn't just saying what he's saying; he's saying ten other things. And so allegory.
0: It, was, mm-hmm.
1: it was a badass experience. Honestly, I was like, wow, well, this is like plant yeah. medicine is allowing me to actually understand the Bible, which I have a hard time doing sober. Well, I mean, because you have a hard time. Forgetting what you were told that
0: meant because that's what I, you know, when I first read the Bible without like thinking about like what I was told to believe, and I just read the words, I was like, oh my God. I mean, I couldn't get past the sixth chapter in Genesis when it says that the freaking angels laid with Adam's daughters. Like, holy fuck, we've been, (laughs) this was not taught in freaking Sunday school. What? You know, I mean, the angels laid with his daughter. I mean, like, that's a hybrid, right? Oh, they're called nephilims. Never heard that word before. It's right there. I'm not, not past the first chapter. So I, I decided to, you know, read it with new eyes, right? With awakened eyes. There's a lot of amazing things in there, but there's also a lot of craziness in there. I mean, I don't know if you've ever, you know, picked up Deuteronomy. I mean, that shit is fucked up. You know, a lot of people say that it's because there's two different gods. There's El and there's Yahweh. So the, And they're totally different how they speak and, and the things that they do. And I think there's a lot of truth to that. But no one important in the leadership is willing to say that this is true. Right. Well, some people, I mean, Paul Wallace, I've had on. I mean, he used to be an archdeacon, and now he's on freaking Gaia talking about the same shit we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So go, Paul. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. and look at Ra- Rabbi Harry, you know, that I was telling you about. I mean, he's telling the truth because guess what? Gen Z, they don't want to hear nothing but the truth. They're so over the bullshit. They don't believe in all of it. Yeah. So if you're going to come at them, you have to bring them some truths. I mean, just like you said, I mean, bring a Jesus that I can actually relate to. Yeah. Because that's what he was. He didn't hang out with all of the rich. He hung out with the poor freaking hookers and shit.
1: Well, not Mary Magdalene. (laughs) Oh, it's true. true. I mean, yeah, Amazon just put out the Mother Teresa documentary and it's like that woman knew Jesus. Her Mm -hmm. life was framed around what Jesus was and did. And, yeah. and so she put herself in the ghettoist of ghettos and all of the crack addicted, pregnant, prostitute oh, yeah, moms yeah. and all, all of these people. I mean, there's stories in that documentary of her in the slums, in the scariest parts. I don't, I think it, I feel like it was Chicago or something and gang members are shooting at her and the other sisters because that's the area they chose. And so these sisters are like, mother Teresa, we can't be here. Like, this is super scary, but it was one of the places where there were the most crack addicted, pregnant mothers that were prostitutes. So she wanted to have a center in that area. And so mother Teresa goes down there and she takes the sisters and she walks right up to the the gang house where they're dealing drugs and they're shooting at the sisters as they're walking up to the front door and no one gets shot And she opens the door and she says, look, we're helping the women of this town. Is that okay with you? Will you stop shooting at us? And the presence of mother Teresa was that. So everyone's like, yeah, of course, like whatever you want. We're just totally cool. (laughs) We'll stand out here and protect you. (laughs) (laughs) But I, but I, I feel like it's an important story because people Mm -hmm. are getting so caught up in the storyline of the how. How do we mm. control violence? How do we create mm. unity? How, how, how. Don't mm. even worry about the how. Just cultivate mm. yourself into that compassionate state. And then your the vibration rest of the world yep. is going, it's gonna mirror you entirely. And so all the violence sure. will stop. All of the abuse will stop just because of your presence. Mm-hmm. That because the, the nature of the human soul inside of you, inside of me, inside of everyone, it's all the same, it's all the same material. All we have to do is show up with a resonance that they recognize on a soul level, which they will, and then let go and let God and that person will awaken. So to me, it's super, super simple. And the more like when I got the idea for the online school, I was like, if everyone takes it, we're going to we're not Mm going to have people that are living in pain anymore. And it's not just obviously that they have to take my course, but is if people start looking at the world this way and they start recognizing the power of connecting to the truth of love. Right. Okay. That's yeah. it's it the, the simpleness of it us, is simple from point A to point B. It's like there's nothing to even there's no think tanks necessary. There's nothing to solve. All the the hierarchy that you speak to that governmental body, it's all just a distraction from our own internal power. Like, don't even think Mm -hmm. about it. Don't even look at them. Don't give them the time of day. Just do you and know that you will actually overpower them by doing you.
0: Yep, that's right. It's so true. Don't give them your power by, you know, trying to fight against them. You know what else? Have you ever heard of the story of the lady in blue? No. So this woman... So she was in Spain. So Spain owned Louisiana. They went back and forth, Spain and France. So she was in Spain and she would just meditate and they said she would almost go into like a trance. Mm-hmm. And then here in Texas area, there was natives that would all get together and they would do their circles and would go on journeys and they would be visited by a woman in blue. Mm. And she would tell them that, you know, all these things and where she was from, she was from Spain and she was telling them about Jesus. They'd never heard about Jesus. She was sharing stories with Jesus and basically teach them in their circles. And she visited them for a very long time. They knew her as the lady in blue and she would come out of her journeys and, and she would tell her sisters and, and everyone about where she had journeyed to, to these native people. Like that they needed help because they were being invaded. So she decided to go and tell this King of Spain, I guess it would be. And lo and behold, like they actually made a connection. They literally made a connection and proved that this actually happened. Like she had the King of Spain do something yeah. and they went and helped these actual living people there. But she was teleporting yeah. to them, teaching them in their circles. I mean, it was, it's such a miracle story. But here's the sad thing. So she was sainted, she was Cantonized. but she had wrote about her experiences, wrote lots of books. And they were too esoteric. They were too woo-woo. Yeah. And so she was stripped from her sainthood. Yeah. And all of her books were banned and burned.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's an incredible story dude. Super incredible.
0: The Lady in Blue. You got to look her up. It's the lady crazy. In blue.
1: There's a, mm-hmm. there's another story that's ex- almost exactly the same, except for she didn't go into the sainthood part after, but Anastasia is a woman who lived alone naked in Russia and, and oh. where they used to do like lumber harvesting in Russia. And she would just sit around and like eat with the squirrels aid and all that stuff. But Russia is freezing. I mean, it's like 40, 50, yeah. below, so she's there like naked. And she would just sit around and do meditations all day to help people garden and have more fruitful crops. And so the gardeners would ha- see her. But it- so there's a book series. There's like 10 books on it that are all written by her. There's a lumberjack that found her and actually got her pregnant and had a baby with her. And he's the one that wrote all the books. <laughs>
0: oh, my God. How long ago is this? Like, I was this? I think it was early age? 1900s. Wow. Oh, my God. I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah. I even have goosebumps. That's amazing. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm cold for her as well. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> the lumberjack yeah. was like, "Hey, naked lady." <laughs> yeah, yeah, beautiful. I mean, that that stuff is super real to me. Yeah. That's the primitive stuff. I'm- but you're
0: doing stuff like that too, Scarlett. You know, and and that's kind of like what I see in so many beautiful souls right now. That it's yeah. not just unique to the lady in blue, Anastasia. Like. I've met a lot of mother teresas, right? I've actually met people today who are trying to spread their light and help other people like you are. Yeah.
1: It's the same it's an era of sainthood. There's a book called The Hummingbird's Daughter which is about one of my favorite saints ever, Santa Teresita. And so mm-hmm. I bought like 10 copies and all, all of my sisters that are stepping into their sainthood right now, I sent yeah. them all a copy of this book, but it's basically it's, it's removing sainthood from this pedestal that's hard to obtain and just letting everyone know that that's actually your truth. And this other bullshit of pain and suffering is the delusional lie. So it's not far-fetched at all. It's the foundation of your own being. That's how distorted societal programming made people. They made them believe that it's normal to suffer and have pain. It's normal to be without. It's normal. And even parts of the religions that I've witnessed push those narratives. You know, they push higher. Yeah. Like, well, you had
0: to be a saint to be a good person. (laughs) Yeah,
1: exactly. Tell me about
0: the saints that you were talking about. Where was her story?
1: Saint Teresita. Dude, this is, this is amazing. This is the most amazing thing about saints. So like the story that you shared about the woman in blue, how they sainted her, canonized her and then stripped her. The part that I am not super into about these religious organizations is that It's almost like when they're in the human body, they somehow know more than God. And these women or not just women, but people like St. Teresita or St. Don Pedrito, they were both saints practicing actual miracles. And this is, it's all recorded. So you can read the story about her and it's in story format, but it's based on her life. Like there's also books that are just factual, based on what she did and what Don Pedrito did. But when, Mexico and the United States were drawing those boundary lines before they had become two separate countries. That's the location of where these two saints were. And they both got their dawn in similar fashions, which means they were regular style people that went through a serious physical trauma. So, Santa Teresita, she got knocked out for three days. And then when she awoke, she had her dawn. And the dawn is the name for the spiritual gift, the ability to do miracles. And Don Pedrito had been thrown from a horse. He hit his face into a rock and he was unconscious for three days. And when he was awoke, um, he had his Don. So basically what it meant was that- Wait,
0: like Don, like Don Corleone? Dawn. Like, that's it's like it's like mouth, a,
1: yeah. <laughs> it's a slang term for saying you've yeah. been initiated yeah. if you have the like, ability okay. to do Christ-like miracles. Right. Okay. So the other dawn, and it's I don't know why it's called that. <laughs> so then the rest of their life is them like the only way they get to keep this spiritual gift, which means I touch you and you're healed. You come to me, mm-hmm. you have faith in me. I touch you and you're healed. It's the same stuff as Jesus but they're native healers. So they're also using their spit and they're using plant material and they're using mud and they're using massage and oils. And yeah, when I was reading about it, I was like, this is the stuff I've been doing. Like I thought I made it up and I didn't, they're like, there's this whole group of other people that are doing the same stuff that I'm doing. So once I read about Saint Teresita, then I wanted to read everything about all the saints from that area. And then I yeah. got into Don Pedrito And the epic thing about this, which I I want people to know about and have this in their healing toolbox, is that just because someone is not on the physical plane doesn't mean you can't call in healings for them. So I was reading about Don Pedrito and from my time in Northern California, I had extreme levels of post-traumatic stress and it was because I was fire evacuated seven times. And so I thought that I, like every time I left my house, I had this irrational story vision that would go through my system that was my animals are gonna burn and die. And I was unable to leave my house. And I, I left my house because I had to, but it was not comfortable. And it was not comfortable for years. And this was just up into um, this past like a past couple months ago, I discovered Don Pedrito and I and I I had a vision with myself and the spirit of him. And I said, I want you to prescribe me a remedy to heal this fear I have that came from that trauma. So I can leave my house and be be happy about it. Enjoy exploring the world. Get my curiosity back. I don't want to carry this trauma anymore. How do I heal it? And then I I let it go. I laid my head down and I had a vision from Don Pedrito. And he said, you're going to eat a gram of psilocybin every night for three nights straight. And then you will be healed. And I thought, that's a lot of psilocybin. (laughs) And then part of me was like, yeah, let's do like another remedy. Like I'm not super into that one. I started getting into like, can I like, can I chat with them? Like changing the prescription? Can we
0: negotiate about this?
1: (laughs) There is no negotiating. So I had, I kind of had anxiety about it because I hadn't actually tripped out that hard by myself since the traumas. And so part of it, part of the remedy was being able just to let go and not have to control everything with my fear. And so I did it. I took a gram of mushrooms every night for three nights straight. And I do not have that fear anymore. And for mm-hmm. for someone that had been plagued by something for like three years straight mm-hmm. that I could not shake to ha- to be free of it. I mean, I felt like I lost 100 pounds physically. Yeah. I was just like, holy shit. Like I didn't realize how heavy I was carrying oh, around my trauma. But yeah. that's the beauty of a saint, right? They're, they're not gone. Like you can still connect with them and they can still prescribe remedies and it's still going to heal you.
0: So I have a favorite saint too. Um, it's, um, mother, um, Cabrini. Mm. Do you know the mother Cabrini story? Well, uh-huh. it's, it was, it became like close to me because I'm from new Orleans, but I live in Colorado. Yeah. Like we have a mother Cabrini shine. Yes, it's amazing, right? The energy yeah. there is insane. Like we should meet there one day when you come back. Yeah, I would love to go there with you. But you know where she when she first came here, the Pope had sent her here in like the late eighteen hundreds. It was like 1888 or something like that. She came here because kind of like COVID, like a lot of people were dying, a lot of adults were dying of yellow fever, but children weren't. So there were so many orphan children. Yeah. So. The largest population around that time, actually people don't realize the Italian population, the largest was in New Orleans, was in Louisiana. They actually went there first and then they migrated to New York. But so she was sent there and she opened up orphanages like in schools and stuff, which they still have there. And you can even go and see Mother Cabrini's, um, her room where she was there, her Bible and all the things. And my mom and her sister's, Went to Saint Mary's Italian in the French Quarter, and the elder nuns actually knew Mother Cabrini, and would tell them stories about the miracles that she would, that you know that happened. Like she would pray for you know food, and you know it would be there. So then it's interesting though, because we're talking like not even like at the very beginning of the 1900s, this woman went from there all the way to California. <laughs> like tons of schools and orphanages. I mean, came through Colorado, you know, we have a shrine for her all the way back to the other side. I mean, I can't even do that today. How did frick (laughs) she do that? Right. One little woman. I, I I, I guess they had trains. I I don't even know. You can go see her body. She is sainted and Cantonized. You can still see her body in Chicago. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. She's what an incredible woman. She's Italian. She was from Italy. Very little. So, yeah. um, yeah, but I love story. Cause I'm just like one little person <laughs> who didn't exactly. even probably speak English very well. Yeah. There's such a difference in the
1: world. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen. Right. Like let's start yeah. raising that bar. You, I see people walking around and it's like, oh yeah, I work this job because I have to like pay my rent. And it's like, can we have another story in people's heads of their greatness and mm-hmm. how they are at achieving their greatness and how it's everybody's birthright. It's not yeah. just sprinkled around to a few exceptional people. It's literally everyone. Like I yeah. pray that everyone will remember that one day, that it's not yeah. specific to 10 people in the world, which is how it's been portrayed to us.
0: Yeah. Like you have to be a saint.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's, it's flipped. It's actually abnormal for people not to be saints, you know, and then, and then they've normalized that mentality for humanity and it's,
0: it shouldn't be special. (laughs) Yeah.
1: It it should be. If you're not a saint, then you're special because you're the odd one out, you know, like that's, that's the imprint of the truth of our soul. Like, Part of my emotional spiritual practice went from surrendering and loving my emotions around my pain and trauma. And then when that felt like it completed, now I surrender to the fear of my own greatness. And it's like I hit the ceiling and I got to this place where as I feel more light and more embodiment of my truth come in, I have to actively and consciously surrender to the fear of letting it in. And I feel Mm -hmm. it, it'll like ball up in my throat and I'm like... I'm growing so big. I have to let so much more light in, and I still will have a reaction of fear. And then I just surrender to the fear, and then the more light comes in. But it's interesting how, like, previous was surrendering and cleansing the density. And now, as I'm moving past a certain level, it's like now it's surrendering to let more of the light in. And just knowing that I have to consciously, actively do that shows you how much resistance has been bred into humanity.
0: Yeah, for sure. I know. I, I mean it's a it it is work because I mean you could easily be brainwashed and just swept away in two seconds. There's so many things working against us. It's like you really truly always have to check in with yourself every day and and have conversations like this to keep your vibe high and aligned and find those like minded people to talk to and take courses like yours. In fact, tell everybody about your course, like how long is it? You said it was self-guided and where can they find that course? So
1: it's called Kurendera Eyes. It's a course that's going to teach whoever joins it, how to see the the world, like a medicine person sees the world. So there is eight weeks. There's six lessons per week. Each lesson has a 10 to 15 minute recorded video of me teaching (laughs) the lesson. And then there's some copy Um, and then as you move through it, there'll be some initiations. Like we have an initiation into unity consciousness, um, an initiation into seeing with the eyes of God. And we have a whole week on plant medicine, you know, how to relate to plant medicine, how to take it safely. So the whole syllabus, like every single lesson that I offer is on the website, kurindereyes.com. And that's C-U-R-A-N-D-E-R-A-I's.com. When you sign up, you have access to this course material, which you can take as long as you want to go through it. You might want to do it in eight weeks and just cram and really change yourself and then do it for a second time and take your time, however you want to do it. And then you get a bottle of the Could and Data Holy Anointing Oil, which is made by Ooh. Whitebox. So we'll get into like how to say prayers and anoint yourself and get into the blessing of yourself Mm. and others. This is for sainthood, right? How to do miracles on other
0: people. Oh my God. I love it. What's, what's in that oil?
1: Oh my gosh. It's divine. I basically took like Jesus's holy oil and then I modified it to and added my own kind of plant medicine ingredients. Wow. Olive oil, myrrh, calamus, cinnamon, castilla, and prickly pear seed oil.
0: Wow! Oh my God!
1: It smells amazing. It's earthy myrrh with like a hint of cinnamon. It's it's. Div- I put it on okay. every morning and every night. <laughs> Wait,
0: I I'm like, where? I need to order that now. Can I order it? Can I order yeah, it? Okay. Just think. Okay.
1: Yeah, whitefoxnectars.com. That has all the White Fox medicinal products. You can also type in whitefoxmedicinals.com. They both go to the same website, but that the Holy Oil it just launched. So this is one of the first bottles, but.
0: Oh really? Yeah. I'm I mean I want it.
1: it it's so amazing. awesome, girl. Especially with practicing what we're practicing, you know, and saying blessings and saying prayers and then having a yeah. carrier oil for the prayers. It's fun. Yeah. It's right. it's made my prayer time fun because I do it with right. the
0: oil. There's the course, it's eight weeks long and you do have a book. You have a mm-hmm. new book. Yeah, tell us about the new book.
1: Well, the the two books that people are gonna get when they join this course aren't the new books. Okay. Psilocybin Transmissions, Why why Psilocybin is Here, and then Follow the Medicine, Awakening Self-Empowerment, because I want people to read these books while they're in the course. And then I'll have a whole other suggested reading list as well. The newest book that I had is called In Love with God. It's a way for me to make that bridge between plant medicine and God. And share with people that it's it's okay to say the word God. It's I know what it felt like when I cut myself off from the highest power available on the planet. And it's painful. Mm. So I know where they're at and how they're feeling. So that book was a prayer just to try and make a bridge for people of you can love God and you can do plant medicine and you don't have to be a Christian. And that's a revelation to certain people.
0: Yeah. You know, right. Anything else going on that you want to share?
1: Well, I will be building a retreat center eventually. So the prayer with this course was that it would give people a taste of the medicine that I offer and the support that I offer and allow people to have access to that. And then praying that that helps to finance building separate living dwellings. So then people can actually physically come onto the property. I want people to be able to come and stay for a week and feel what it feels like to live this type of lifestyle where you're in a really rural setting surrounded by animals and you're working with plant medicine and you're, you're kind of going through that lifestyle for a week. So I want to be able to offer Kudendera eyes in person, Mm -hmm. do medicine horse workshops with people and show them how horses can heal them and really incorporate all of my gifts into a concentrated week. So that's where I'm headed. When I look at like five years down the road, couldn't this online school is, a, is the part of the foundation for building that in-person retreat center. So that's where we're looking towards. And I have four beautiful, incredible medicine horses that do heal people and, and raise consciousness. I, I don't think people understand, well, some people do, but it's not widely known that animals are spiritual teachers a lot of people are like no there are pets and they're here for our amusement or our company but they also have this whole other side to them where they can upgrade you just all around make you a better person right like you're a better person yeah. because of your dog and your life and
0: my daughter's the type of person that likes animals more than she does human
1: yeah so she'll <laughs> love me
0: will your retreat likely in the future do you see it here in colorado
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, 100%. Oh, my God.
0: I am going to help you in every way that I can. And I want to be a
1: part of it. I want to join it. I'm
0: at the mercy of your dream and your vision. Let's make it happen. You're saint in your own right. And, you know, you're willing to share everything, you know, that you've gone through and that you've learned, you know, just to help others. And I just think that that's so beautiful.
1: Thank you so much for all your sweetness, girl. I feel the same way about you. It's a blessing to know you.
0: Well, when you come back, let me know and let's go like hit up Mother Cabrini. It's a good hike anyways.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I will for sure.
0: And now it's time to break that shit down.
1: Whether you believe in God or not, it doesn't matter. But what is important is that you remember how loved you are and how cherished you are and how much the world needs you and your specificness that is you so Mm. that to me is the most important message behind everything we said is i pray that everyone knows how loved and important they are and really knows it Mm. every moment Mm. yeah
0: all right Scarlett. i'm so glad that we connected
1: i love seeing you girl thank you all right take care
0: I would like to thank you and our special guests for being with me today. If you like what you hear, don't forget to rate, like, and subscribe. And visit my website at www.mysenseofsoul.com. That's mysenseofsoul.com. I hope that you will join me next time. Thanks for listening.